Hi, I'm Mia Grace and you're listening to Spill the Tea. I'm going to be taking you with me whilst I interview some of the biggest names in the music industry, spilling the tea all over the place. I'll be talking to guests from lawyers to DJs to DIY musicians. We'll be talking all about the very best of the music industry, but also the very worst, along with weekly music news updates and Thirsty Music Thursdays. I have the fabulous Rachel Hiscock in the studio with me today. She's worked in PR, she knows her way around radio like the back of her hand, not to mention she helped set up Radio 1 Extra. What? Rachel, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Mia. It's great to be here with you and thanks for inviting me down. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to in the industry? Well, um... I'll give you a little bit of history. Um, I started out in the music industry at 21 and um, I had a friend who was working in a recording studio in London, in Berwick Street in Soho. And I went to visit him and then as soon as I got there, I knew I wanted to work in the industry. Um, And I ended up becoming the studio manager at a big recording studio called Berwick Street Studios. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just loved it. I was running a busy West End studio Artists such as Annie Lennox was coming in, PM cool. Dawn, Gangstar, and I just loved it. Amazing. Um, and then from there, I was like, it was a really good time in the industry. Basically, um, the whole digital thing was beginning. Yeah, so it was an analog studio, but we started introducing digital equipment. Yeah, and the engineers at the time, which were like called tape ops, um, tape operators, were learning how to use all the digital equipment. Yeah. So the engineers were, it was the time when engineers were becoming producers. Mm-hmm. So there was a big sort of gap in the market and I kind of thought, right, let's work with the engineers and started working with engineers and set up a management company working with them as developing them into producers. So that was a really cool time. I loved doing that. That's really cool. Yeah. And then, so tell me about your time in radio. Yeah, so um, from um, the recording studios, I then started working with a friend of mine um, and it was at the time of drum and bass was kind of beginning. Mm-hmm. So we um, we set up a label together. And then I realised I was quite good at doing the PR. So I would go around and give out records. And I used to go and visit the radio stations, KISS and Radio 1. And um, I was I kind of became a plugger. So taking music to radio that weren't used to hearing the kind of underground music at the time, drum mm-hmm. and bass. Um, so I then ended up setting up my own company called Main Source. And we had like 10 people working for me and we were the main hub for drum and bass at the time. Um, and then as, a dr- as drum and bass evolved and everyone kind of went off and did their own thing, um, I thought I was going to go and live in New York. But um, I was nearly on the plane and then a friend of mine who was at Radio 1 said, do you know what, there's a job here producing the One in the Jungle show, which was yeah. <laughs> Fabio and Groove Rider. Do you want to <laughs> come and do an interview and see how you get on? And I was like, yeah, please. That's so cool. So that was amazing. Uh, and then when I, once I was in at Radio 1, they were setting up a network called One Extra. <laughs> so they said, oh, do you want to come? You know, One Extra. One Extra, brand new <laughs> network. That was the time of DAB Radio. So we were the, I think the second one, and they set up uh, the Asian network and then One Extra. And I was part of the team that set up that. And I was working on all the drum and bass shows. Amazing. It was. It's a Busy great woman. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say when you're working at BBC or when you're in PR, what was like everyday life like for 
for you? Okay. <laughs> Everyday life working for me was then and always sort of is now. My main thing is get up early and yeah. just get out the door. Yeah. I was always really excited to be working in this industry. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, from the very first job in the West End in the studios through to main source running my own business and then one extra, I always had that passion and that feeling in my tummy in the morning. I was like, I just want to get up and get on with it. So day-to-day um, -day stuff would be just getting in the office early, getting everybody tea, coffee, what everyone wanted, and just getting on with it. That's, yeah. That was my main thing. And then working with my teams, giving you know everyone time to discuss plans for the day, get their ideas done. Um, yeah, that was a day-to-day -day for me, just loving it. Being, being there, I was just loved it. Loved yeah. It, loved it. Can relate. Um, yeah, so radio's been... A big part of my time at ACM, I've gone from knowing absolutely nothing to producing, helping produce like a local radio station, as you know, mm -hmm. down to you, um, and producing podcasts. Um, this is why I've chosen it as my exit specialism, because it's something that I'm trying to pursue as a career. The development of radio has been huge over the years. Where do you think it will be heading in the next five years? Do you think like local radios, do you reckon they'll still exist? Well, this is a really big point of discussion at the moment. I've been chatting to a lot of students at the ACM. Um, quite a few are doing this for their dissertation, talking about how radio is... Is radio still relevant? Mm -hmm. So for young people at the moment, well, clearly Spotify is one of the main music platforms that they go to hear their music. But um, my question is, Is they, are they always going to be just wanting to hear music? Yeah. Um, I know my generation and older generation, the Rage R figures show that radio is still incredibly popular yeah. because especially local radio, people want to know what's going on locally. And even in young people. Yeah. This, you... The figures are still high. Yeah, no, they are. They are. But I think, um, I just think, right, my, you know, my children of like 13, 14, 15, they, you know, they, they do go to Spotify or Apple Music, whatever mm. music platform. But I do think that's going to change. And I think radio right now, I was at the radio festival in May, and everybody is, it's just really, really positive. Yeah. Um, I do know that there is um, this big podcast tsunami right now. Yeah. And I think that's only a good thing. You can see for the BBC, have set up BBC Sounds. Yeah. And then, so you um, think podcasts will be supporting radio rather than attracting away from it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it will be part of. Yeah. Um, I think podcast is actually going to bring people back into radio mm -hmm. and not just listening to music. Uh, you know, listening to people at, at this point, Young people think, oh, it's just radio. I mean, the, the really young ones yeah. just think it's music, music. But I don't. I think they'll get bored, and I think they'll want to hear what people have got to say. No, as they I get agree. Older. Yeah, bit of variety. Yeah. So, as you know, this is called spill the tea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off easier. Yeah. What's the best thing about working in the industry? It's got to be um, meeting so many wonderful, creative, inspiring people. Yeah. From day one, as soon as I walked in that studio, I knew that I had to be around that environment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a musician, but I know you guys are creative artists. I love <laughs> working with you. Um, but I know my sort of, my strong point now is being a management kind yeah. of <laughs> bossy boots, as you business. know. Business. I'm teaching on the business degree. And mm -hmm. That's where I'm I'm good, but I love being around creative, inspiring people yeah. always. And I think that is what the industry is full of. Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. And 
what was the very worst thing or is the very worst thing about the industry um for you yeah i had to think hard about this one um for me personally i've never really had an issue with the kind of gender inequality um mm -hmm. thing that's going on right now um but you know if i'm actually really honest with myself and think about it i do know that as a female you always have to work like harder yeah to, to prove yourself to prove yourself to go up the ranks um me as a female i've always brought females in as well as guys but um i just am aware that as a female you will never really get paid as much as a man it's changing yeah. you know bbc are doing their thing and um it's happening but it's across all industries not mm. just music but um you know i'm glad to be part of it right now and just keep doing what i'm doing so yeah. that would be the only sort of bad thing i would say yeah do you think it's weird how like <clears throat> artists these days they we, we all preach equality but in the our own industry there's so much inequality when it comes to gender well i'm talking about if you go up to the top of i don't know sony warner mm -hmm. How many women are you going to see up? Oh, radio. Well, I was going to say. As well, massively. You know, it's come out this the last few weeks, you know. Yeah. And the global um, are actually proving to be the worst. Yeah. Um, they have very few females in, in management or in on the top levels. Um, what's your Do you think it will change? I think it has to change because mm. it's actually out there now in the press. And yeah. They're driving it and they're exposing it. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, and um, I just don't, I just don't understand why. <laughs> we no. don't. We don't. It's like I'm not Literally. sure why. Literally. No, I have um, no idea. I mean, we. D well, you know, the whole thing is, is about when I look back at my career, when I had my children, mm -hmm. I had to take time out. Well, that's what I chose to do. I took time out yeah. to be a mum, which was obviously. That's been the highlight of my life. Mm -hmm. um, but in stopping for those few years within the industry, you've kind of missed a few steps. Mm. So it is harder to go back into the industry having, you know, lost that bit of time. Yeah. Um, but I think we actually come out with more skills because we've learned to multitask. We've yeah. learned, you know, we could do everything. Yeah. Um, it's just getting that awareness um, up in the boardrooms. Yeah. Mm. Couldn't agree more. Is there maybe one piece of advice you'd give yourself at the start of your career? What would it be? Um, I'm really happy with my career. I think, <laughs> I, do you know what? I you don't, wouldn't change it? No, I wouldn't change anything. Um, I think just having that passion in your belly. My, my advice I always give to people is, um, and I remember some, a manager told me this once, and he said, the early bird gets the worm. Mm -hmm. And that is just so simple, but so true. If you're up early, you fire that email off, you're in the studio, you're there before everyone else, you will get the job. You will yeah. get the job. And then you go and get the job done. You do it well. Um, that's what, you know, you deliver on time to deadlines. Yeah. You go the extra mile. But I think you can only do that if you really love it and you're passionate about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Couldn't agree more. Okay, so every week I ask the guests for a tip of the week. Could be absolutely anything. What is yours this week? So kind of following on from my advice about uh, the early bird catches the worm, another saying I always say to all my students, to my kids, to everyone, and it's a classic, if you fail to prepare, be prepared to fail. 
It's just, it just is. It's true. It's a cliche, but it is true. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. Love that. Thank <laughs> you. Rachel, thank you so much for coming in and talking to me today. Thank you for inviting me, Mia. It's an absolute <laughs> pleasure to be here with you at Eagle, where we, where it all began. I know. Our journey I know. together. Amazing. Thank you so much. Pleasure. And I hope to see you soon. Okay, so if you're new to Spill the Tea podcast, every week we do Thirsty Music Thursdays where I play some of the tracks that I think aren't getting enough love. This week, we've got a little bit of a drum and bass special where I'm going to include a few new drum and bass tracks for you. Let's evolve. Forget lost round here. Don't know, said them a shock round here. Get your cup with your clocks round here. Be careful when you pass round here. Hey, yo, pass a spark round here. I just know, say it get dark round here. Pick up players in the park round here. ASAP Rocky was arrested Tuesday night, July the 3rd on suspicion of assaulting a man on the street in Stockholm, Sweden. The Stockholm prosecutor officer would reveal only that a request has been made for Rocky's arrest, according to THR. Louis Capaldi's breakout year shows no signs of slowing yet, as Someone You Loved claims the UK's official biggest song of 2019 so far. Released in November 2018, Someone You Loved first charted inside the top 40 in April 2019 and went on to spend seven weeks at number one. The ballad has notched up 1.34 million combined sales this year, including 154.4 million streams, more than any other song on audio and video platforms. R. Kelly's ex-wife is confident the singer's court request to stop her discussing their marriage in public will be denied because he allegedly violated their divorce agreement first. The troubled R&B musician is taking Andrea Kelly to court, claiming she has repeatedly broken the terms of the settlement they signed in 2009, which banned them from divulging, divulging details regarding any account of their private lives, business activities, relationship with other marriage or circumstances surrounding the dissolution. Liam Gallagher has apologised to his mother and niece after after involving them in his long-running feud with brother Noel. The singer's sibling has revealed Liam allegedly threatened his wife, Sarah MacDonald, via a WhatsApp message to his daughter, Anaya, over critical comments Noel's partner made about an estranged brother-in-law's performance at the Glastonbury Festival over the weekend. The High Flying Bird star then took aim at his little brother, stating he was always good at intimidating women. Liam has now accepted his text to Anaya was uncalled for and and has posted an apology on social media. So I want to say a massive thank you to Rachel Hiscock for joining me in the studio today. That's all for now, but don't worry, I'll be back next Thursday with another great episode of Spill the Tea with up-and-coming pop artist Sophia Hamilton. Not one to miss. Tune in next Thursday for all the goss. (laughs) 